What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. So you've saved your whole life for retirement. You started working when you were a teenager and you fast forward, continued the work, and now you're in your 60s and you said, I'm done. Calling it quits, I'm retiring. And you look at your nest egg and you say, it's pretty good, I feel good about it. But there's something that those that are really good at saving find themselves struggling with during retirement. And we're gonna talk about that today, some unexpected challenge that retirees face, particularly those that have been saving their whole life. Let me bring in my co-host, Tony Shiro. Tony, welcome to the show. I'm gonna ask you, do you have any idea what you think an unexpected challenge that those that are pretty good at retiring, I mean, uh, pretty good at saving, face when they retire? Do you have any idea? What is your guess? Let me drum roll this one for you. Which pizza bar to go to? You don't have any idea, do you? The, the, the challenge, the big challenge, uh, uh, if you're a big saver, if you're uh, not a big spender and you get into retirement, um, the I believe the difficult thing would be to stop saving. Yes, that is correct. Many retirees struggle to spend their nest egg. Not only do they struggle to stop saving, um, it's easy to stop saving when you stop working because you got no income to save. But right, they don't actually spend it. Right, they don't spend it. They 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 continue to save it. They don't they don't add more necessarily. But that's my point. Was yeah, yeah. I, I guess. I mean, this is uh, the opposite. I hear from a lot of uh, the financial advisors or retirement planners out there say, you know. Watch your spending, how to live on a budget in retirement, how to save money in retirement. These are the headlines. You know, you go to Investopedia, how to save 20 tips for saving in retirement, save, 20 save, tips save, for save. low cost activities in retirement. You know, how much do I need? Um, right. How, how, how do we not run out? It's always fear based. There's a lot of fear based yeah. uh, marketing or financial discussions. It's always, you never, my mother-in-law not to throw her under this bus. My mother-in-law, she won't, she, she, I don't have enough money. I don't have a, she's 86 and has about $650,000 in her account. And she's, she's worried about running out of money. And I'm like, I think you're okay. And you, you mentioned last time we did a show, I'll put it above your head over there. Uh There, there. Yeah. Um, We called it, uh, saving too much for retirement. Yeah. But now I want to talk specifically about you're in retirement, not spending right. money. Something I know people who have that problem. I do. Yeah. I have clients and I believe it or not, I find myself for a lot of my clients, getting them to spend is my primary role, which is if you think about it from my perspective as a financial advisor, I charge a fee advice and it's usually based on the amount of assets they have so for me to say spend it that means they're going to take their money away from me charging a fee and spend it so i'm not doing it for my best interest i'm doing it for theirs because i have not had a client 
take it with them. They, they not, when they pass away and I've lost a lot of clients, none of them have been able to keep their money with them when they die. They just, yeah. Why wouldn't they want to live comfortably in retirement? That's the big question. Why wouldn't they've saved for this? Uh, now they need to spend for it and actually take that trip with the grandkids to Disney world or, uh, you know, maybe they're givers. So maybe they want to help the church donate to that new building fund at their church or, uh, maybe they want to give their grandkids money for college. Um, but I have uh, a relative who's has an advisor who's not yourself, who has plenty of money uh, and wa- said, I'd want to give the kids, uh, the grandkids money for college. Uh, but my uh, financial advisor says, no, I've got to hang on to it. And that's he's not looking out for her best interest because she wants to do this. This person wants to do it. But the financial advisor said no. And I said, that's because that's how he makes money. And she's like, what? (laughs) So (laughs) now there is some times when it's like, hey, you can't enable your kids. anymore. sure. Yes. A lot of times it is. You have to watch that. You have to watch that. So what I want to do today, Tony, is we know we both agree this is an issue. And yeah, those watching might be like, that's not going to be me. I can spend money like a drunken sailor. But, you know, uh, believe it or not, a lot of people fall into this. I don't know what to do. And in retirement, your attitude changes because you're not getting a paycheck anymore. So you're like, oh, my God, I got to hang on to this. Right. Mm -hmm. You grasp tighter. Um, So I'm going to give seven tips on how to do it how to do awesome. it so this is a, from experience, but really it's a psychological hurdle. You know, the accumulation phase right. you've done your whole life, especially those that have worked when they were teenagers. You know, if you were a teenager in the 1950s and you were saved working and you've continued to work, it's hard to stop working. And then it's hard to not see your account continue to grow or stay level. Once that account starts going down, a psychological feeling of loss and fear kicks in so i've seen that happen with a lot of people i know you know my my parents anyone i know who's retired that happens so what do you do i'm going to go through seven tips in no particular order and these are some there's a lot of ways to handle it but these are seven that i wanted to identify today and hopefully if you're watching this and you're like hey um how do yeah this is a good question how do i get over this hump, um, this mental barrier. Let's start with the first one. You first got to understand the numbers. And this is probably not um, going to be answered right away. It's not an easy question to answer. And maybe the other six will help you answer this. But your ultimate goal is to find out actually how much do you spend? Because we just did a show on, um, you know, save um, retirement. And it was, we were talking about how there's a lot of people that come to me and don't think they can retire. You know, I'm never going to be able to retire. And then when I go through the numbers, I'm like, yeah, you'll be more than enough. And then they're like, oh, so knowing your spending and how much you actually need to spend, that's the, that's the ultimate goal. Um, Believe it or not, those that are savers, uh, Tony, they don't know, they know exactly how much they spend and it's a lot less than they can afford to. Usually they can afford to spend a whole lot more. It's just, sure. Yeah. You know, so Um, but if you don't know how much you're spending, then how can you ever answer this question? If you have enough, um, or if you're not spending enough or if you're saving too much, you can't, unless you really know what you're spending. Well, I don't know what I'm spending. Well, you got to figure it out. So that's, that's tip number one. Start with that. Know the numbers, know where the money's going. Um, 
Next is to create a plan. And this in particular is a retirement income plan. So you want to know exactly what you're going to spend each year. Now, it doesn't have to be exact. You need to have a good idea. These are the expenses that I'm going to have. And here's the plan. I'm going to turn on Social Security at this time. I'm going to have uh, our uh, IRA withdrawal this time. I'm going to need $80,000 for the first five years. And then I'm going to switch to $60,000. Whatever it is, you need that income plan. Having the plan and seeing it on paper, it says, here's what you're going to spend on these years. And you see it and you're like, oh, okay, I can spend $5,000 a month for the next five years. And the plan works. A professional would be helpful. You don't want to try and do yeah, this. Well, on your this own. is this is where you come in. I mean, really, right. people shouldn't try to do this alone. You have the reports to run, get their information. You know what to look for. You know how to, much to add in to calculate for inflation. Um, there's just things people won't think of, uh, and you want a solid written plan. And the plans that you hand to somebody when you do retirement for them. It's a written plan. It's thorough. They can read through it. You go through it with them. They know where they're at. I, I just can't stress enough how important that is. And you want to find an advisor, whether it's you or someone else, that's going to be looking out for your best interests. You don't want an advisor that's just going to tell you to do what's going to benefit him. And, um, you know, if you're a fiduciary, or you're doing retirement planning, uh, you should be looking out for your client's best interests. I know that's what you do for your clients. And I just stress to our, anyone listening to this, get a financial advisor. Pick up the phone. Give Dan a call. I mean, his logo is a cool dolphin. Why wouldn't you yeah. want to work with Who, do, who doesn't mean, like a dolphin, right? Who, who I mean, dolphins. Like dolphins. Yeah. yeah. If, you don't want, if you don't like dolphins, don't call because I don't want to work Insert with you. flipper sound here. <laughs> <laughs> but you also need to know not just how much income you're going to um, – or spend, but you also need to know what interest you're going to be getting. Like maybe um, showing that you're going to make 5% in the CD for the next two years is enough for you to say, oh, I can spend that. Right. But if you just have this nebulous pool of money that you don't really know what it's earning, it doesn't have a purpose, it's not invested, you don't have an investment plan matched with your income, then it's going to be really hard to spend it because you're going to say, well, what if, what if I don't? What if I don't make that return? What if I lose money in the market? If you can levelize it and actually see where the interest and the growth and, and where it's going to come from and then match it with your spending and it's the kind of level, that will help you spend. That's, I found, I find that the better the investments are aligned with their spending need, the more likely they are to actually spend. Sure. Um, if it's too unknown or too volatile, then they freeze up because, oh, I don't know, maybe I'll lose money. I shouldn't spend it. No, let's eliminate the volatility and help spending. Tip number three, set some goals. So as an example, um, I believe in a smile curve for spending, which basically says you spend more in the beginning and then it kind of drifts down and then it starts peaking again when the health insurance, health costs go up. Yep. If you don't have goals for spending or gifting, that's another way of spending. If you don't have goals, sure. like you were describing your cousin, I believe, that- yep. She wants to give to the kids. Um, if you don't have those goals, if you don't set them, then it's difficult to actually spend them because you're like, oh, I want to give the kids, but I don't know. So I just won't. But if it's, I want to give the kids $25,000 each for college and I'm going to give them 5,000 over the next five years each. Um, do I put it in 529? Do I give it to them directly? That's a different story. But 
if you have the gold, then it's a lot easier to actually spend. For instance, Tony, um, uh, recently a couple came in, new to retirement, they they are have more money than they spent. It's just very common, believe it or not. And so when I was like, oh, you could spend more, they're like, well, what are we going to do? I don't know. I don't feel comfortable. I said, well, all right, you're 62. Let's set $10,000 a year for vacations for the next 10 years. So from 62 to 72, you're going to go on vacation and spend 10 grand. Oh, we're not going to spend, I don't spend 10 grand on vacation. Are you kidding me? I said, well, it'll come, it'll be there. So maybe you will, or maybe you won't, but let's put it in that account and let's see what happens to the rest of your numbers. Let's run the Monte Carlo simulations. Let's go out 30 years and see if you don't do it or if you do it. And if it shows that there's not much difference, then why not? And having those goals and it doesn't have to be vacation or giving the, it could be anything. Um, setting the goal is what really gives you the confidence to then go and do the spending. But without right. the goal, there's really, you don't do anything. Yeah, I like that. Setting goals is always a good idea. And in writing, I find that helps. Right. Yeah. I mean, or telling your advisor, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Then they can push to make it happen. Hey, did you, did you go on vacation this year? Did you wind up giving the grandkids that, that, that money for college? No. Why not? Uh, so tip number four, know the real risks. Unknowns get people all the time. Oh, I'm going to need long, like your aunt. All right. I'm, I have 800,000. I'm 84. Uh, I'm going to run out. Are you, what is, what's the real risk here? What, what is it? Uh, what if I need long-term care? Okay. How much is long-term care? I don't know. Let's look it up. The data is there. Let's go to the local long-term care facility and ask how much does it cost? And then you look at your social security, your pension, whatever you have. And then you say, okay, so the real risk is you're going to need five grand a month on top of the money. Okay. So let's look at your 800,000. Can you make 500,000, five grand a month from that for say four years? Yeah. Then what do you, what, all right, what's next? What's the next? And so what you do yeah. is you look at the real risk and, and you, yeah. and you don't just say it could happen. And if it does, I, I don't want, all right, let's imagine it will happen and let's put a number to it that often helps people then be able to spend because then they're like, Oh, it's not. What are the real Um, risks? I mean, Dan, Dan, what if toilet paper goes to a hundred thousand dollars a roll? I'll need that money. Right. Right. Just for toilet paper. What if COVID never goes away? Um, I'm going to need to buy masks. All right. Well, and no one known as the crystal ball. There's always black swan events, what they call black swan events, like COVID for example, or, my lo- one another big black swan event was when the local pizza buffet closed down. That was a huge okay. problem. It's, I had to drive an extra. I didn't have the gas money to drive the extra thirty miles, you know, to get to the I just, nearest town. Combining that thought, I just saw an article, and I don't remember where it was, but there was a small town in the U.S. that had a beloved swan that some locals killed and ate. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. So. Is this in so, Florida? I assume. No, it's not. I think it was in Minnesota. It was a loon. Okay. <laughs> Florida man. <laughs> All right. Can we five. start? I want to segment each show Florida man news stories. Can we do that? Like the morning shows do? Maybe we'll do a separate little podcast. You'd, you'd be surprised <laughs> how in Minnesota, how many morning show teams for, for laughs read Florida man news. All over the yeah, country, people are using the same Florida. thing down here in Florida. We read the Minnesota Man News. <laughs> At uh, Wisconsin is where you. Wisconsin's <laughs> just as bad or worse. Yeah. All right, 
Tip number five, consider the stages of retirement. Now we did a show, I'll put it above Tony's head for those watching on YouTube, the four stages of retirement. We went through the four stages and I wanna pay particular attention to the trial and error stage, which is the third stage. This is a place where people could spend some money. The idea is, well, I don't know what to do with my retirement. I'm bored, I, I gotta figure it out. Trial and error, and that might cost you because you might not realize that you're an avid kayaker and kayaks are expensive. So you try, you buy it, there's some money to be spent. Know they that it's okay ones. to spend it and know that it might not be into it and then you get rid of it. You sell it, donate it, whatever. It's okay to spend during this trial and error phase because what else are you going to do with your money? You're looking for that purpose. And if you never have a purpose, you're just going to be unhappy regardless of the amount of money you have. So, and you might not last long. If you don't have a exactly, purpose. exactly. So um, just know that having that understanding that looking for that purpose might cost some money. People might be more inclined to actually spend it when they know that they're looking for a solution to a broader problem. It's okay to spend money to do that. Um, okay, number six, understand forced distributions. Because if you don't, and if you have an IRA, 401A, 403B, and you decide I don't, need to, um, I don't know, I'm just not going to spend, I don't, I'm not going to do it. Eventually the government will force you to take money out and those are called RMDs, required minimum distributions. Yeah. Now the government's kicked the can and moved that to age 73, eventually 75. So you can get through your sixties and not have to touch your money, but is that the best thing to do? Know that at some point, if you don't, and it continues to grow, those RMDs can be sizable. Then you'll be forced to actually take that money and whether you spend it or not, you're paying taxes on it. Which leads me to the last tip. That is spend through tax planning. Okay, I know I'm going to have to take RMDs and I don't really have a purpose. I don't have kids. I don't have anyone I want to give to. So I just, I don't want to spend my money. But in this case, one of the tips I use for some people, they truly hate paying taxes, right? They hate the yeah. government. They don't want to give any money to the government. They don't have to. So I say, let's do some tax planning. Well, let's not worry about spending right now. Let's do some tax planning. You have 500000 in your IRA and you're going to have to take money out of it at some point. So no avoiding that unless let's take it out now and let's pay the taxes on it and move it to a Roth or just move it into your checking account. And just doing that, they're like, well, I don't want to do it. Well, you're going to have to pay taxes now. Let's pay it when you're at the 12% tax bracket. Oh, I can do that. Yeah, I get that. All right. So they take it out. They got, they pay the government. They spend money to pay taxes because that's the biggest expense in retirement. And now they have this money in their checking and they're like, oh, I don't have to pay taxes on it. No. What do you want to do with it now? Let's spend it or let's put it in a Roth and grow it and give it to charity as a Roth or whatever, you know, or, or your kids as a Roth. Um, tax planning is a good way to start priming the pump of spending because it is spending while paying the government um, yep. and you have to do it. So if yeah. you go, if you have money in an IRA yeah. or a 401k and you pull money out or take an RMD that they make you take out, that money is taxed at your full income rate and you have to pay taxes on all of it unless it's a Roth, right? Yeah. And if you're strategic about it, you can reduce the amount you're paying to the government by spreading that burden out over time and then reducing your future RMDs because you have less to have to pull from, um, it's a strategic play. And it's it, it gets people in this mindset of taking the money and doing something with it now instead of later. So it's a backdoor way of getting people to start spending a little bit. Ultimately, they can put it into a Roth and still not spend it. But 
it's a right. It's just another right. tip that might uh, get people going. So, right to conclude, um, fear is usually what leads people to not spend. Uh, I'm going to need it. I don't know why. I just got to. Uh, also, lifetime saving is hard to break. It's a That's hard what, shift. That was my point when I answered your first questions. It's just people. Uh, people are so used to saving and the switching into that distribution phase taking uh, from their own account is hard. I got to save money in my accounts and the money I spend can come from my job. Well, you're not getting that money from your job. So you got to start using your money in your accounts. And as people get older, they get more conservative with their money. And when they hit retirement, they get really, they really hang on tight. Some of them, like you say. Yeah. It's hard for them to quit working and just sit and, but I'm not telling them to not stay busy. And so, well, I don't want to go out and and go travel. I don't like to travel. I don't want to go. I'm afraid. I don't want to go out for dinner. I don't want to have to pay for all these events that why not? Why not? It's keeping you busy because you don't want to sit around and do nothing. And you have this money for a rainy day. It's raining. Spend it. Right. So, um, gave the seven tips, creating goals and plans is probably the, the number one way to get you to start spending more freely. Bottom line is enjoy it while you can, because you can't take it with you. As you get older, you, your health will probably deteriorate and you're not going to have the ability to necessarily spend it on what you want. You'll be forced to spend it on healthcare or, or things that maybe you wish, you know, here's what, here's, I've, I've talked to a lot of people. I've lost clients and I haven't actually sat down and say, what do you regret? But I've read books and I've listened to a podcast on people talking about regrets and people do not regret working more and they don't, they, they, they regret, they don't say, I wish I would have worked more or I wish I would have saved more. They say, I wish I would have done X, Y, Z. I wish I would have spent more time with so-and-so. And, and so this fear and this not spending and holding and holding that's something people regret. So yeah, don't do it. Take some of these tips, start using them, change your attitude about it. And just remember what's the worst that can happen. You start running low on money, you'll tighten up. It's not going to be the end of the world. So right. hopefully those listening will start spending and um, it's not going to be something that I will hold my clients back from. In fact, yeah, counterintuitively, I try and get them to spend more and more. And it's part, it's a difficult part of my job, but I enjoy doing it. But work with a financial services professional to find out how much you can spend and have a realistic income plan for retirement. Where is that money going to come from? How much do you have? Uh, I think that's the biggest key of all the points you made today, Dan. So before we go, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and set up a consultation. You'll get them a plan, right? Yep, absolutely. The easiest way, go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com or call 888-508-5935. I'll put the number on here. Thanks for a good show, Tony, and we'll see you all next week. The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. 
The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Belfry Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.